Hi, and welcome to the Moms and Business Podcast. I'm Jade. And I'm Allison. We are two moms navigating the working world, and we wanted to create a community where moms in business can share and learn from one another and validate that you are doing a great job. So grab a drink and enjoy. Welcome back to another Moms in Business podcast, where today Jade and I are going to be discussing all things Enneagram and if it's true or false. So I guess first things first, what the heck is an Enneagram? What the heck is an Enneagram? (laughs) So... I'll put the definition up here on the screen, and I'm also going to link to the uh, YouTube video that we watched to properly identify the Enneagram. Um, I definitely want to give her a shout out. I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but it's going to be in the link in the description below. She identified and defined the Enneagram as a personality system describing how each of us fits into one of nine personality types, each with its own core motivations and fears that influence your approach to life. That, that just sounded deep. Yeah, super deep, <laughs> super deep. But that's exactly I would I would say that uh, that summed it up perfectly because yeah. two of the big things about the enneagram and what sets it apart is that you have motivations and fears, and it identifies those. Hundred percent. So, and there are nine of them. Yes. Um, something to remember: one is not greater than the other one. So mm-hmm. it's not like, ooh, I'm a nine, you're a one, so you suck. No, it's not. This is just. Put it into numbers. There's no right or wrong on any of these. And frankly, uh, we've done about a week's worth of research on the Enneagram. So not only are we not professionals in this, but we're just now kind of even scratching the surface of what these mean and are and if we are what we think that we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Highlight that. We are not professionals. We are not teaching you the Enneagram. What we are doing is we want to share you with you our experience of us taking the test. So we got the bright idea. Hey, let's take this test, figure out what we are, see if it's right. Um, Connor husband's into taking the test for them. Yep. Um, and hopefully the outcome is we better our relationships in our life, but by yeah. no means are we experts. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, so. so I think the next question would be, what is the validity of the Enneagram and, and what it means to us? You go first. What do you, do you think that it's a valid way to identify yourself personally? 110%. 110%. I think you definitely, it can be very a great resource for you in helping you figure out yourself and then how to to deal with people in your life and their relationships. However, it's not a quick fix. It's not like, ooh, let's take a test. Uh, I'm a four, world solved, and like now I know how I am and I should just go mm-hmm. on, you know? I think it's take a test really deep in, dive deep into that, do the research, and then figure it out. Because there's so much to this that we will not even cover the surface of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's a great thing, great resource to have. And I would agree. I, I'll be honest, though. Whenever I first opened up about the Enneagram and, and started looking into it, I said, this is total garbage. Any, de- any test to test your personality is total garbage. And why would you even you know base yourself off of this? But... It's actually become my favorite way to identify who you are as a person in general terms because it it goes so much deeper than just like, oh, yeah, you're constantly that or, oh, yeah, you're constantly this. It, it discusses your motivations and your fears. It mm-hmm. goes over you in like your healthy state and your unhealthy state. And not just like you've cut out Diet Coke. It's like you are mentally healthy. You are mentally unhealthy on a day-to-day basis as life roller coasters. And then it also goes into 
how you can pull from different personality types on a more regular basis. That's would we'll talk about these in a little bit, but those would be like your wings. So I, I find that the Enneagram is actually one of the most valid, in my opinion. And, you know, we are in real estate. So since I've been in real estate, we have been firm believers of using the DISC profile. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's just my age because I feel like in my age group, we use the DISC and then younger generation out came the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. But I really like the DISC. I've gotten to know it very well. Um, It helps us in our job because when we're meeting people on a daily basis, you know, if I have a client that's searching for a house or I have a seller that's trying to sell their house, I don't have time to go into probably the Enneagram or even um, self-diagnose them. I'm not the professional. But Mm -hmm. I can kind of easily characterize a person from four categories of DISC. Right. So I I probably still will use the DISC a lot more in work. But my friends and family and personal, I'll definitely kind of switch over to this Enneagram. And I think that the DISC is even more appropriated for work just because I I feel like you can be a different person Mm -hmm. at work than you are in your personal life. And you almost kind of should be. And it gives you the idea of what you are in that situation. You know, I, I'm an I, an IS in the DISC profile, but I don't think that I would identify as an I in my personal life. Hmm. Interesting. Because, you know, (laughs) obviously Jane disagrees, but it's, I think that it's more because the, you know, I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, which an I kind of does because they're like the social networker and whatnot. So I see more an I social networker in your personal life, though, than in work. Oh, gosh. Okay. So that's going to be a whole nother podcast then because that's very interesting. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) We also thought it'd be funny. Like we took these tests Mm ourselves, but I really think an accurate description would be if like your spouse took it for you or like maybe your best friend. Or your sister or brother or somebody, because I feel like they'll answer it more truthfully. Yeah. And I have a hard time with these tests, all of them, because I want to answer them the way that I hope I am and not the way that I am. Right. I don't want to be that good, great person. So I want to answer it, you know. So really being honest with yourself is the best way. But then also, just like you do with the DISC profile, if you take this Enneagram test, which they say don't even take a test. They say read about each personality and then like kind of go from there and diagnose yourself that way. But take it in different points in your life and, you know, kind of quarterly because that would allow you to take it more often. And then whichever becomes the constant Mm -hmm. is obviously what's going to actually be who you are. So, you know, We've taken it this first time. We have our results, and maybe we'll follow up, you know, sometime next year and see if we are still the same. All right. Let's see. What are the nine? Yeah, the nine personality okay. types. So the first one is the reformer, also known as the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is the helper. Um, three is the achiever, very work-driven. Four is the individual out. The individualist. Individualist. So, yes, speaking is not my forte. Um, Five is the investigator. Also, I've heard it as the researcher. Mm -hmm. Six is the loyalist. Seven, enthusiastic. See, again. Enthusiast. Oh, my gosh. Um, Sorry. And eight is the challenger. Nine is peacemaker. Okay. So, quickly, you could probably pick one that you thought you were. So, all right. What were you? So, I came out as... Well, before I even say that, just add a little bit of drama here. There's different um, wings and levels to each number. Right now, let's just share our core number 
the the number that you identify as. Okay. So I'm a one. What are you? I'm a two. And the it's kind of tough just to talk about the core, but I think it's important because the the one being known as the reformer or the perfectionist, if you were to go to the EnneagramInstitute.com, and I'll link that in the description box below, and read what the one is, it can be kind of like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I the way that I am? <laughs> Why do I have to be this like, way? I don't want to be a one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a one. I don't. <laughs> can I pick something else? And but I think that that's where those wings come into play. Where a wing is quite literally where. And if you're on the if you're on YouTube right now, you'll be able to see that I'm putting up in the screen right here uh, the map of the Enneagram types. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're just going to have to Google Enneagram types map. Um, the link will be in the description box below so that you can see what I'm talking about whenever I say wings in that you can go to one side or the other. So as a one, I can wing to the nine or I can wing to the two. And as a two, you wing. You swing. You say wing. I always say swing. Same, um, yeah. But yeah, so as a two, you'd go swing one or swing three. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one up from your number. So you're not going to be a two and swing seven, you know, mm-hmm. so um and that's important because you're going to pull from those different numbers that you're swinging to. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where you get to be the personality that you are as in act, like real life because you I, – I look at the one and I'm like, oh, my God. But then I look at the one wing nine and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I pull a little bit from there and that's what kind of softens – but like the one is kind of known to be a rigid personality, and I would never have described myself as rigid. But then if you pull over to one wing nine, there the nine is what are they called? The peacemaker. And they're just a little bit more go with the flow and relaxed. And so when I go and find myself either being rigid or what have you, I'll swing over to the nine to kind of calm myself back down and be more chill. That's kind of the essence of what a wing does. So I'm a helper. Number two is a helper. And then I wing three achiever. So for me, before I always took these tests, before having kids, I guess I always like was so indecisive in life a little bit. But I think that's part of the two in me is I'm a people pleaser. Um, And so taking this test, I was afraid to be something to not please whoever I'm supposed to please when taking this test. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to break that down, like... For number two, I hate picking dinner. I hate even making it because I want to please the people that's eating it. So I would hate to choose a place they wouldn't want to eat. Or I really fear, one of my fears is making a dinner that people don't like. Yeah. Um, which I do every day with my children. But if it's definitely like someone that I'm hosting in the house, like if I'm bringing you over as a guest. Like my husband and I had somebody over a couple months ago and I had never met the woman and he went to high school with the guy. I probably gained 10 million new gray hairs of trying to figure out what to make for these people. And they came over and they didn't really eat. And I'm over here inside like, oh, my gosh, was it that bad? It was, like, very basic. But apparently they were off schedule and timing or whatever the story they told me. But I had anxiety on, like, cooking a meal for strangers. Yeah. Um, so that's the fear of being the helper and wanting to be liked and the people pleasing of me. Mm-hmm. But then the two, three, I get really, really conflicts because the three is achiever. Like, all of my family were big hard workers. You know, we want to be successful. 
a part of me maybe validates my success by how much money or that we make. Um, so I was telling Allison earlier, like in my heart, I think I would love to be like work for a nonprofit or be a party planner or something that's like party Very planning fulfilling. for party planning for nonprofits and charities and creating events. Like if I had to do like charity you would be runs, so like I would love to do that. Like absolutely love it. Number one, that's not gonna make me a lot of money. So I don't think people would value my success at doing that very well. So therefore, I didn't go in that line of work. Like that's mm-hmm. so um, the achiever in me have to get praise on the work. Yeah. So as a mom and working, which is what our podcast is about. So like selling the number of houses, like oh, how many houses did you sell this year? Like if that number is not high enough for me, I don't feel worthy. Yeah. Um, so it's really strange. So it's con- the two and the three conflict in my head on that. I could totally see where you would find them conflicting, but I think one, you know, you, you have your different days where you're just like really pushing and whatever. And then you also have what you're passionate about. So obviously your passion is the the helper, which is why that's your core. But what drives you and what keeps you pushing forward would be the achiever side of you, which is kind of where you set this standard for yourself and you have to exceed it all the time because that's what you're basing your worth off of. I could totally see that. Yeah. So the other kind of side of the core personality types is that they have a high and a low. And that's one of the things that I really like about the Enneagram test uh, or the Enneagram types is that they give you highs and lows. I feel like a lot of personality tests, you know, BuzzFeed, we all know how that's going to go. They don't catch you on a good day or catch you on a bad day. It's just, you are the way that you are. And and that's so not the case. You absolutely have good days and bad days. And so being able to identify the personality type that you demonstrate on your good and bad days, I think is extremely helpful to either help you cope or just give yourself a little bit of grace and realize, okay, that's what I'm doing. I know that that's what I'm doing. Let me work on getting back to my healthy self. Mm-hmm. They identify it as like healthy and unhealthy and then high, low. You've also got your wings like we just talked about and then your core number. I think that our hmm, – my note here says, what are our types to life? Mm. What, is, well, what do we so mean by – I have what, no idea. What, okay. we, what okay. does that so mean? What do you – like on your hot – like if you're, if you're in a heated argument or you're stressed, what do you swing – what do you hot – what do you – low to, I guess. Or. Yeah. So there, there's highs and lows to each chord number. And then your number swings to a high or a low based on your, your healthy or unhealthy. It's much easier if you just look at the map and roll with me here. So if I'm a one and I'm having a great day, I'm going to swing, I'm going to high to a seven and I'll be the good parts of a seven, which is the enthusiast. So I'm going to be really about it and ecstatic, excited, fun loving. But then on bad days, I'm going to low to a four, which is where low fours are like the withdrawn, dramatic, um, temperamental, and it's it's beyond just being like a mom with hormones. Okay, we've all got those. It's like you're you're very down. A four gets very down because they're the individualist. They're sensitive, um, expressive, dramatic. It it goes literally from one extent to the other, gotcha. and it, it's that far. Um, 
So I, I feel like that's pretty cool and actually very descriptive of you're very, me. You're very accurate on that? Yes, 100%. I can totally tell the days that I'm just like about it. Mm-hmm. Here we are. I'm here. I'm self-assured. I know exactly what's going on. I'm having fun. And then there's days where that is not the case. Low, very low. So You know you're high yeah, low. Okay. So um, in stress, I go from a two, I go to an eight. So the eight is the powerful, dominating um, self-confident challenger, um, which AKA means I get blunt and, and <laughs> if you skipped over confrontational, it says confrontational. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's weird. Cause I, I don't like to be confrontational with certain people, but if I'm comfortable with you, I quickly can become confrontational. Mm-hmm. So bless my husband always says, you're the biggest pushover, except when it comes to me, <laughs> it's not <laughs> inaccurate on that because, you know, I think. Unfortunately, the two people in my life that get the truth of that is my husband and my sister. And so I will snap at the two of them. I will be so blunt. Um, But the problem is, so I swing to an eight, but my husband's an eight. (laughs) So in his daily life, he's an eight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's not good for our household. Um, (laughs) That's why we learn how to, what we are and how we can help better ourselves in this. But yeah. And then... On a good day, I swing to a four, like when I'm my highs are a four, mm-hmm. um, which I totally actually don't understand um, because I think there's this like, is like saying certain things about it. Let me click on this. So no, I, I mean, but you understood it more, but I just I don't see that in myself. So uh, I I always want to be creative, and when I look at that, I look at the artists and the dancers and the things like that, and so I love watching. So you think you can dance and like dreaming of being that person? Yeah. But like I have. No artistic. I have no creative in bone in my body. So I guess in the dream world, I become a four. I don't know. I mean, I think also, because this is saying right here, again, go to EnneagramInstitute.com to help follow along. But if you go to the healthy levels of the four, it says one of these is self-aware, introspective, on the search for self, aware of your feelings and inner impulses. And then also level three, highly personal personal, individualistic, true to self, self-revealing, emotionally honest, humane. I could just like keep going on. So maybe it's not that you're like going out and creating like the next, you know, cult- cultural art piece that's going to be displayed in town square. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe it's just your healthy and really good days are days that you're self-aware, introspective, and you're highly personable and, and individualistic. You're just okay, so a, I see that. a good positive outlook and, you know, less constrained to your like achiever side, which is just like success, success, success. That's hard to say. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. definitely not done well with English today. <laughs> well, and that makes sense because like we just went on vacation. We went to a weekend to Scottsdale with my family and no kids. First time we've left all three kids alone. And so it was funny because we got got off the plane to come home and my husband was like, well, goodbye, fun Jade. <laughs> because I was. I was in a good spot. I was able to relax. I was able to be the person, you know, like yeah. laugh like and have and let my guard down and not be so uptight. And then we get home and I'm snapping again. It's like I was back to <laughs> the three and the stress of the stressor of the eight of just being in a household of three kids four and under, I think. Unfortunately I hit my stressor way more than I would like to 
but I think now we're, we're able to identify that. And then yeah. you, you, when you start feeling yourself in your stressor and it's not like, Oh, I'm being a low four today. <laughs> you know, no, that's, I, it, it's more just being able to identify how you're behaving and look at yourself like introspectively and say, okay, I'm being some type of way. And I can see that I'm identifying I'm being some type of way and I can fix that by doing X, Y, and Z. It's just a a road to becoming like a a healthier you overall. Yeah. And that's why I think this thing is so awesome. And I think everyone should take it. Um, I think you should get your spouses to take it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some spouses, depending on the number, um, are not going to be like, I'm not taking a quiz like my eight challenger husband. So it's funny. We went out, we had a date night with a friend, a couple friend of ours. And she happens to be a therapist, so she quickly knows all about the Enneagram. And so we're literally at the bar after dinner, and he's like, what in the heck are y'all talking about? So we convinced him to take the test, and he was spot on. He's an eight through and through. I need to research more of his wings and highs and lows. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not a quick test that then just solves all the world problems. So definitely do the research. But he is an eight. He's a challenger, but he's also... a giver, so I need to see where that gives in. Like he will give the shirt off your his back. Let me see. But when it comes to his daily life, he is gonna be. This is the way it is. You know, he's very blunt. There's no, you know, writing from him. He was a quick label. Like some people are more easily placed in these categories, and some are gonna take a little bit to figure out. Because mm-hmm. um, it's interesting that you say that he's a giver because his arrow like his his stress goes to the two so when he's not doing well he's a two when he's doing great he's a five but then his wings are nine which is a peacemaker and then seven which is the enthusiast oh he's straight as so i think he probably actually is eight swing seven because he's the life of the part you know like yeah we're going on a hike and he's jumping around like singing and hey Mm -hmm. let's just all sing in a what if you went your whole day in song? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> the three in me is not going to do that. But he's a goofball. So it's kind of funny because he's an eight challenger and then slash goofball. Mm-hmm. And so unless you did this, you'd be like, how do you even do those two things? Right, exactly. Like, he actually is. It's kind of funny when you think about this. I always laugh. How can he be the strict dad and the fun dad at the same time? Right. I I wonder that about Matt. Matt and him do not have the same personalities. And I'm the comforter. I'm the two, the helper. I'm like the pleaser. And the eight hates the parenting of the pleaser. He's like, why are you coddling them? I'm like, because they're babies. Um, (laughs) But knowing that that's him, it's not that I'm going to change him. Like, do not try to change anybody. But it just helps... explain our daily lives and not like I I can't sometimes like I get frustrated we go on vacation oh my gosh it's the worst he gets so stressful you know but the C in him comes out like not the C the investigator the researcher and the strict like all these things pop out that would be his his five like that's where yeah it pulls in so but it's like oh that's Kyle just get ready we're going on vacation just get, <laughs> just get ready he's so stressed like OCD like it's in there you know but I yeah. just come to know that's him now yeah. I labeled a little bit more with these numbers and stuff but, mm-hmm. so how is your husband so he's a strong three 
definitely a strong three and his wings are two and four. And two, I I think definitely applies to him because he always loves to help people. He really does. But he is definitely, his motivation is definitely to achieve. Mm -hmm. He wants to do all of it and be the best at it. And then him swinging to a, a four, I think maybe less applies, but he definitely can, he can be kind of like the, the individual side where he's expressive and, um, you know, those kinds of things. But I definitely see him more like three wing two, but then also he has, um, I, the, it says like the high nine, I think is what that says. And then the low six, um, let me double check that really quick. Cause I can just do this. Um, Oh, sorry. No, I got that backwards. So his stress is a nine and his growth is a six. And the six, I think, was like the loyalist. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, we, we're we new at this. I don't know. Um, but ultimately, I, I think that it's extremely depictive of him because his stress, let me, I don't know. I feel like I need to look more into his things. I, I feel like he... Is definitely a three though. He's yeah. he's hardcore, the achiever, success oriented, um, definitely adaptable, very much excelling. He does a, a wonderful job at that, and I see where it can kind of lead us to butting heads mm-hmm. between being a one and then him being a three. Because if you look on here, it also says what how you're kind of compatible with yeah, your other number. Yeah, I thought number. this was awesome because, like, literally, if you're a two, it says, you know, you click on how compatible are you with the eight and, like, literally just click on it. It was awesome. Yes. Um, the other thing that, too, because, we, you know, running out of time here, but um, there are 486 variations to this these tests. So it's, one, we're just amateurs, so people misdiagnose or miss, you know, their numbers all the time. Um, so that's why it's like, take a test, take four tests, have your spouse take a test, but mm-hmm. do the research and read over it. If you really think this is something you want to learn about. Exactly. Um, cause I know I'm a two, but like I test really high in a six. So, and that's the loyalist. So I am hardworking and reliable and responsible, but is that part of the achiever and the helper to me or, you know, so definitely take the test. If you haven't make it a game with your spouse, I don't know. Yeah. Have some fun with it. Yeah, don't, Definitely. Don't look at it as any of it's wrong because, like, when you look at some of these things and you look at fears and you look at, like, the kind of the stressors stuff, being very true to you, yeah. so I feel like it's like, oh, crap. Like you, like, you might end up being able to hurt your own feelings if you dive too deep into it without realizing that you can sway one way or the other. You're not 100% just this. And you have the capability of adapting one way or the other based on the situation. Yeah. And that's the whole part of it. A, a really good example is now I'm going to be able to identify when we're sitting in traffic and my husband hates traffic. We're going to be able to identify that, okay, he's being the way that he is because his he's just trying to achieve like getting through this traffic. That's like mm-hmm. the, the most, whatever, little, little example. But I'm over here just kind of like, it's... I want to get to the end too, but it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're all we're still going to get there, kind of thing. So, being able to see from their eyes and try and see from their perspective what it's like, it, it's going to help in the long run. Mm-hmm. 
So I really hope that this was beneficial for you. And if you take the test with the link below, just leave us a comment with what your type is. And if you feel like it was right or not, I would love to kind of see what everybody feels like they are. Um, and go ahead and have your husband or, or, or your wife do it for you and see if they get the same response that you did. Yes. I want to, I'm going to go home and do that. Yeah. Definitely going to resend that to him <laughs> like right now. <laughs> so All right. Thanks so much for watching, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. In a phase of life where time is precious, thanks for choosing to spend your time with us. We hope you've enjoyed and laughed with us in this podcast and look forward to connecting with you in the future. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with another mom who needs to hear it. See you next time. Bye.